Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the From the Closet podcast. Today, we are covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. And, you know, it feels like it's been a ridiculously long time since we covered Season 1, but it's only been two months. I mean, yeah, it has. Um, I consider two months a ridiculously long amount of time. I have no sense of my own time. I don't really consider two months to be ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, um, of course, this podcast will contain spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. You can join us next week for our free movie of the month for March. We don't know what that is yet because it's still January. Um, and Doctor Strange. And you can join us in two months for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. You can join us next month for Agent Carter, season two. I should I, I should specify that's season two. Um, so, uh, if you want to avoid spoilers, there will be a link in the description below to Just Watch, which will have every single place that you can rent, purchase, or stream Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it's on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, how fun. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, our Just Watch link is to the U.S. version of the site. However, if you use the Just Watch app, it will automatically redirect you to your country's page. And if you use the website, you can change the country from the website page. Also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes of this show or get access to episodes of this show early, as well as early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. That podcast is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. Also in the description is a link to Anchor.fm, which itself contains links to every single platform that this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter, where you can be notified when we release a new episode. With that being said, get out of here if you'd like to avoid spoilers, because we are going to start talking about the show now. Oh, are we? Cool. I love this. I love this part. Ah, yes. I love the part of the podcast where we actually do the thing that the episode title says that we are going to do. <laughs> you know, I never like uh, like these big reveals uh, uh, YouTubers like to do when what they're doing is literally in the title. It, it just makes yeah, no sense. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, okay, so... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., regardless. I, d I, I don't want to be the type of creator who puts down other creators. It's just whatever. I don't like that, but... Yeah. Uh, so, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2. It starts off really, really good, um, I would say. Uh, would you agree with that? Um, I would say that. Um, though... I definitely would say that's um pretty rocky start. Like I don't I don't really feel like I knew where it wanted to go. Well, I don't think you're meant to. I mean, it's such a long like it with a show like this where the the season has this many hours of content pour, poured into it. I don't think you're meant to get the general gist in like the first four or five episodes. I think it's more like I feel like they're approaching the end 
when it was only the beginning, you know? That didn't really feel... It didn't really feel like that to me. No, I feel like... we start like, off... Um, um, I, while I was watching, I definitely felt like a lot of this um, turning Sky into having magical powers, like that almost seems like an end goal of itself. That's in the middle. That's not near, That's not anywhere near the beginning. I'm talking about the beginning here. Well, obviously, never mind. That's like halfway through the season. Actually, probably more than that. I mean, they did kind of stall out the beginning. They fill out the beginning with um, stuff like um, introducing new agents. Uh, we get introduced to Agent Mac, Agent Triplet. Um, actually, I think Triplet might have had a couple of cameo experience, uh, it, cameo appearances in season one. Um, we get introduced to Agent Bobby Morse, um, who's actually a sleeper agent inside S.H.I.E.L.D. and a sleeper agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. inside HYDRA, making her a double sleeper agent. Damn. Okay, I wanted to ask, what the fuck is a sleeper agent? I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. An agent hidden in another organization. I just call that double, like a double agent. Like, I've never really heard that term. Well, it's everywhere. But, um, anyway, regardless, uh, so they fill their time with that. They explore things that happened with Fitz, um, after the events of season one, um, and how he's having to adapt to new changes, particularly being deprived of oxygen for a while. I, um, these and new agents were very interesting. See, one of the things about the new agents that it, that doesn't really work for me is, um, it is trip. I find it hard to be attached to trip at all. Um, um, explain who, sorry, so he's getting sudden memory loss. Who is Trip again? Oh my god, you watched this series fucking yesterday. Yes. My, I mean, I watched it, um, two days ago and yesterday. Well, if you had let me finish explaining, you probably would have gotten the gist of who he was. Okay. But, anyway... I find it hard to be, like, to actually get attached to Trip because he doesn't seem to have enough screen time before he dies midway through the season. So I just find it hard to care that he's dead. I forgot Trip. sorry, um, and this is actually while I was watching the series, I kind of forgot. Because wasn't Trip also in, um, season one? I literally mentioned that earlier. Okay. But he was, um, fucking that one person's apprentice. Or what do they call yeah, it in this show? SO. 
Yeah, it was like kind of scattered because in season one, most of the agents that we mostly we were following Sky, Fitz, Simmons, May, Colson, and Ward throughout season one. Mm-hmm. I always thought of him as like the replacement for Ward. I almost see Mac as the replacement for Ward. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. I mean, I say that in, like when I was thinking about in season one, I didn't think they would just suddenly um, kill off Trip. Yeah, um, it's it's certainly a death that comes kind of as a surprise. Um, we, oh god, I love some of the the hilarious ironies that are like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that very much are payoffs to things that happen in season one. Because, like, um, like first or second episode of season one, we get a, um, we get a shorthand for uh, what S.H.I.E.L.D. would describe as an object of unknown origin, mm-hmm. 084. And in this season, we start learning what the first 084 was, and importantly, how this ties back to Peggy Carter and the Strategic Scientific Reserve. I don't think um, the way of that series going. I don't think we're going to see that in um, the um, uh, Agent Carter. I don't feel like we need to see that plot line per se. No, I don't but, think so either. Um, but, I mean, we know the SSR was tackling Hydra, obviously. It was literally their answer to Hydra. Like, the, the U.S.'s answer to Hydra was the SSR at the time. And then, and then it was like S.H.I.E.L.D. Howard Stark and, yeah, and then, like, Howard Stark and Peggy Carter would found S.H.I.E.L.D. I do actually want to correct something that I said earlier. Hmm. Um, in our Ant-Man episode... There's this flashback scene where Hank Pym is talking to Howard Stark. And I had previously said this was a meeting with Stark Industries. No, it was a meeting with S.H.I.E.L.D. Hank Pym was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Oh. That makes sense. And so was his wife, Janet Van Dyne. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. Um, um, anyway, I guess while we're on there, there, to the topic there. of the beginning, then there is something about this show that I kind of like. Um, the reveal that Fitz has hallucinations because they don't do it too early, but they don't stall it out too long, or yeah. at least a reveal. I feel like once he's aware of the hallucinations, they start to disappear. I mean, I feel like they just fully disappear when he admitted that they were hallucinations and not real. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess technically he was aware of it beforehand, but he also couldn't really admit it to himself. I don't know, I kind of... um... I don't know how realistic this was. Avery wasn't um, going to look it up for me. Um, <laughs> but I kind of 
like it in a way. It definitely explores I mean, uh, it, Fitz's uh, personality a lot more and tests his um, just tests him really. Yeah, um, I, I I think it was pretty great. And then, okay, so the other thing too is like we uh, also will like learn this season what. Um, the story behind May being referred to as the cavalry. Holy shit. I'm not surprised. That is a story indeed. Yeah, I'm not surprised, like, the context, at least. Especially, like, once they say, oh, we'll bring out the cavalry, which is, you know, all these mess. Like, I knew exactly where this was going. And yeah. that was her last and mission, I would presume? It, it would certainly seem that that was her last field mission before doing desk work. And then, obviously, um, Coulson recruited her. And honestly, like, who can blame her for not wanting to go out into the field again? Oh, like, absolutely. This is... Yeah. Especially when this is coming at a time when she and Andrew were trying for a child. God, that's just... It's just depressing, really. But... Yeah. I wanted, I said something, but I kind of want to take back um, that Coulson brought her out of this retirement, but did we really... Because I think more Nick Fury brought uh, her out. That's that's a complicated question, actually. Yeah. Um, it's certainly an interesting idea to explore. But, um, you know, I, I do want to talk about some other payoffs. Okay. Because, um, like, season one built up... Um, Season one was building up to like some kind of reveal of Sky's family, and we didn't get that in season one. We got it here. And her family is all kinds of messed up. Very. Um, yeah. Avery, uh, you uh, asked me how I felt about Sky's father after the reveal. And. I don't actually think the reveal is what made me like him more. I think it's uh, around that time, he actually started talking a bit more straight, a bit clearer. Less like... Yeah, and part of that, part of that was due to the fact that he didn't have his variant of the super soldier serum running through his blood, which... That's a whole complicated mess in, a, in and of itself, because his variant of the super soldier serum should've is unlike him. any other variant. Well, not only should have killed him, but also is unlike any other variant of the serum that we have ever seen or will ever see again, to my knowledge. Because his is temporary. Interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense, because, you know... I don't think he's that smart with mixing together a bunch of drugs. I almost think he made it temporary intentionally, actually. 
Hmm. But um, no matter what the situation is, a lot of his actions can just be um, put up to he was drugged out of his mind. I feel like it's a combination of many, many different things. Like, for starters, Hydra stole his kid and his wife. His kid is sent off to who knows where, and his wife is cut to pieces, and what's left is thrown in a ditch. I'm just saying, I mean, uh, for, it is clear that he just could not think straight, and I guess we found out a reason why. And now going back, thinking about all of his interactions, uh, knowing that he was uh, under a lot of influence just makes every scene with him makes a lot more sense. Yeah, like, uh, under a lot of in through influence, both from, like, his variant of the super soldier serum... And from his psychopathic wife. I was just going off of the drugs. I mean, you also have to remember, he was married to someone who literally went insane. I mean, a lot of people are married to people who have literally gone insane. They're called Karens. Just this Karen had, um, needs blood sacrifices, so I guess that's one difference. No, 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 no. I mean, I actually think that Jiaying is clinically psychopathic. Like, this isn't some kind of situation like with Karens, who are typically narcissistic, not psychopathic. This is a whole different beast. I mean, um, and, I'm also, like, thinking about his, um, his... his condition as well. I mean, he gets angered very easily. A drop of a dime, and he's probably ready to rip someone's throat out. Yeah, but at the same time, he mentions that this is a side effect of his variant of the super soldier serum. I'm wondering who made it. Like, did he make it? Or did I'm, his wife? It sounds like he did. No, it sounds like he did because, hmm. like, he's the he's the doctor. That is true. Yeah. Um, God, I'm just wondering how his life would have ended up without any of this. Yeah, I mean, if it hadn't been for Hydra, things could have go gone down very differently. I was just thinking um, about without his wife, or just without. You know, mixing his life with um, superpowers at all. Yeah, well, none of this would have... Like, if you take the root back... Like, if you take it all the way back to the source, the source of all these things happening... He went to China. ...was Hydra. <laughs> the source of all these things happening was Hydra. Yeah. Blame Hydra, why don't you? It's the source of all of our problems. If there's anyone who can be blamed, it's Hydra. I don't think... He's, you know, at blame for volunteering for Doctors Without Borders. Hydra is the moving force in the MCU. At least. A moving force. Um, I was going to say, like, the moving force until, you know, some other moving forces want to get in play. 
I mean, there's a lot of big evil organizations that are secretly controlling stuff. It they they kind of do it too many times. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you um, can say like Hydra's the OG, and everyone else is just um, it's just trying just to create existing. another style. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I think I was trying to sound cool, but you, you know how that usually goes. Yeah, you usually fail at it. Uh, thank you for telling me the obvious. Yeah, but, um, so I, I have to talk about the thing this season that does really great on my nerves. Um, and it's the way the, the you know, the second S.H.I.E.L.D. organization storyline is handled. Um, because they didn't have to make the characters this annoying. <laughs> they really didn't have to. And it actually would have been a lot better if they didn't. I think I have a complete opposite view from you, and yet we still end up at the same point. Because I like it when they're annoying. However, the ending is really what just gets me, is where, you know... Let's just all, you know, go into the field and sing happy thoughts like none of these problems ever existed, you know? Well, see, it's almost like at a certain point, and I can't really pinpoint exactly when this is, but there is a sudden shift where they stop arguing over who is the real shield and start being like, okay, the real argument is, can we actually trust Coulson? And I feel like if they had made it just this argument the entire season instead of arguing over who is the real shield, I wouldn't have a problem. Honestly, I mean, I think I've always wanted to have like this storyline of, uh, you know, this one group saying that they're right, they're the real people, and this other group saying, like, no, we are the real, um, people. It's like religion. But or government or organizations. Like toddler. It, more like toddlers arguing over who is the favorite child. Religion. That's how I see religion. Not quite. That, that, no, I wouldn't say that that's the case at all, really, because, I mean, at least my experience with religion, most religious people tend to just kind of ignore the existence of pe of other religions entirely. Mm. Fair enough. I mean, everyone just points at me as, like, fucking freak, you're godless. Go back to hell where you belong. Uh, but, I mean, I, the way I see it, like, they could have had this conflict of ideals, like, conflict of, like, whether or not we can trust Coulson without making particularly Mac, Bobby, and Gonzalez super annoying. I prefer Gonzalez annoying. So, um, the other two, um, I was really disappointed at. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was starting to like it, Bobby, too, actually. 
Yeah, I feel like Mac very much redeems himself at the uh, at the end of the season. And I also I also think um, the moment when he's about to like the moment where he quits, but then doesn't actually end up leaving before rejoining. Um, <laughs> like I, I think that moment is well done, and he actually communicates better in this scene than he does like in the arguments about which shield is real throughout the entire um throughout the entire plot line. I'll be honest, I instantly loved Bobby right when she was in Hydra just beating up everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um and then like at the end of the show when but not the end of the show, the end of the season when uh, Ward has her kidnapped and like strapped to a chair with a gun, like it with like some elaborate trap that would shoot anyone who walked through the door to save her. God, that, and she took the takes the bullet. Yeah. For some reason, I thought I remembered her either dying there or getting brain damage, but apparently it shot her in the so shoulder, so I don't know what I'm remembering. Though it did come out of the chest. Definitely not anywhere near the brain, but, you know. And of course, um, yeah. they're uh, taking some time off as well. It's more implied that, they, uh, that she might be taking some time off. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course, she's not going to be in the field because she still needs to recover. Yeah, so we have her taking a bit of time off, or wanting to at least. Um, Agent May wanting to take time off. Uh, Simmons um, being sucked into a uh, demonic realm, probably. Mm, we'll find out. And I, mean, I do um, know where she goes. <laughs> and fucking Sky being grounded because her name is now uh, what Daisy? Yeah, Daisy Johnson. And I think because I, I think primarily because of like how her father manages to redeem himself. She does choose to take the name Daisy Johnson going forward. He does redeem himself, though. It's interesting now his character has his mind erased. Yeah. I did not remember that happening. And very interesting to see how his character is going forward. If that if even is a possibility. Yeah, like if we even see him again, because that's a that's a real question. I'm actually very curious if Daisy will shows up in in um, in humans, but I mean we're obviously a long way off from that. I'll be honest, I just like the name Sky more, though it is a bit too similar to Skype. <laughs> so another thing too. Um, so this season has, from what I understand, the only other time that Sif 
appears in Agents of Shield. Interesting. And um, yeah, we established in our Agents of Shield season one episode that we didn't really like uh, the episode she she appeared in in that season. I really like the episode in this season because it's not just a quick. Um, it's not just a one-off episode. Like it's not a side story. It actually very heavily ties into the plot that this season is trying to tell. Well, that's true. It also hurt my fucking brain. Why is that? I'm trying to keep a handle on everything that's happening. Well, it's not like there was a lot happening. Uh, a, a one of the di- it, it's basically a reveal of like where did these diviners come from, and. Sif is trying to track down the person who came to Earth to investigate the fact that this diviner was even being used. I'm a bit interested and a little weirded out that... Well, first of all, they can track when these diviners are being used. I'm going to guess that they can't track when... um, what was it? These crystals are being used. I I don't think so, because um, Jaiying specifically mentioned that they grew those crystals themselves. Hmm. And these crystals, it and kill the- literally everyone except these uh, diviners. They kill everyone who's not inhuman. Hmm. Why? Well, unless you're Carl Creel, I guess. But even then, it's going to kill him too eventually. Because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> huh. Wait, what? You remember the uh, the guy who could transform his body into anything he touched? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that person. Carl Creel, a.k.a. the Absorbing Man. Yeah, he touched a diviner, and, well, no, 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 no. He transformed his hand into rubber, and then touched a diviner, and he was fine for a while. But eventually he died. Hmm. I guess it was, I mean, I feel more envy on him than anyone else who's died by that method. Because at least seems more of a quick and painless death than whatever the hell he was uh, getting on. No, it sounded like all of them were in pain. Okay, a uh, quick death. Especially <laughs> quick, yes, not painless. <laughs> I mean, then again, um, the, a lot of them were like had enough strength to you know mutter out final words if they just weren't in that much pain. Yeah, but I, I mean, let, to be honest with you, though, um, I feel like the only reason, like the only reason he was even able to last as long as he did, was because of his power. Like, yeah, which just makes it uh, more pain in the long run, I guess. Yeah. So also, it's rather unfortunate. Um, I'm a little bit sad about Raina's passing. 
God, Reyna. Reyna is a complicated character. Um, that she's dead. Yeah, it, it's actually quite ironic that all of season one, she spends time chasing after someone who is known as the Clairvoyant, only to herself become Clairvoyant. <laughs> huh. Wow, that's irony right there. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it, it's quite funny. Uh, it, and as I have said before, I've... Okay, so I love the show What If. I mm. want them to do a What If episode on what if Reyna never went through Terran Genesis. Now, I technically am a, probably wrong about Age of Ultron not happening, but it would still have massive repercussions on the rest of the MCU. Because, I mean, Sky also wouldn't go through Terran Genesis either. Yeah. The, um, and a lot of the events of this season don't happen. Uh, which would probably lead to, if I had to guess, it would probably lead to the Inhumans remaining hidden. That is true, yeah. Um, Sky wouldn't have to go Trip into a weird bunker. Trip also wouldn't have died, um, or at least not the way he did. Um, we can't necessarily say for sure that he wouldn't die. There's a lot of what-if episodes where random characters die for some reason. I think Tony Stark dies like six times in What If. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Okay, then. Did he die in What If Zombies? I mean, curious. he's a zombie, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious. I, I, I can't remember exactly, but I know he's a zombie. Yay. We also see zombie Thanos, so that's something. Um, zombie Thanos, let's go. But yeah, uh, this show, there, there's a lot to uh, this season. I, I feel like they almost tried to do too much, but also at the same time, maybe not. They do have enough time to explore they do have enough time to explore these plot lines. Mm -hmm. um, and it almost seems like quite a bit of it uh, is going to be transferred into other seasons as well. Yeah. Um, there was also, like, that whole story with, like, Agent 33. And, uh, well, I guess her name is Kara. And, like, how she was, a sh she was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent brainwashed into working for HYDRA. Um who is then freed by Grant Ward and Coulson, I guess. <laughs> but, like, now her loyalty is with Grant Ward, and then there's, there's everything that happens with that. There's, like, her stealing May's face, and I love the, the fact that Coulson actually figured out it wasn't May by asking her if she would like to go get coffee. May hates coffee. I, I I loved that. Um, I mean, of course, he he knew it wasn't her before that because of like a bunch of little things. But you always just want to make sure before you punch someone in the face. Yeah, it's always um a good thing, especially her in particular. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Colston said um, uh, that she savors it. She savors the revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, so you have that whole storyline, and then you have her death by the hands of Ward. I that is... did not see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, that is a massive, uh, that's a massive character moment for Ward. It, it sends him spiraling, and we'll see the fallout from that in season three. And uh, I'm going to guess like, that season three proves that maybe Simmons should have killed uh, Ward. We'll see. But yeah, um, I do love the direction they go with Ward in this season. Like, I didn't like, you know, the twist that they did in season one. I don't feel like that worked. But I feel like what they did with him since then, this works. I can and, like, definitely get, see actually, why you say, like... He's basically another character. Like, season one ward and this ward, there's just two different things. Yeah. I also love that, like, he's not working for Hydra, and he's recognizing that Garrett was a horrible person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, um, there's that. So, the senator person that we meet in this season, I'm just like, hold up. No, 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 he couldn't. Yeah, I know that actor from somewhere called uh, White Collar, where he worked for the effing FBI. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny. I also love the intrigue of like trying to find out what actually happened to their younger brother. Because the whole time it's unclear who's lying. That because you kind of get the sense that both of them are liars. Yeah, that is true. I mean... One of them is a senator, and the other one's Scrant Ward. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out, Grant Ward was telling the truth. It almost seems like like Grant Ward was telling just a fishful of lies, except for that one. That one actually happened. No one forced <laughs> him to be burning down the family house. But what happened to his little brother, that was all um, the senator. Well, I, I, I imagine the stories that he told about John Garrett were probably also true. But I guess we can never know now because they're both dead. Yeah. And uh, oh. his parents as well. Yeah, his parents are dead. It's uh that's something too. Um God, I, I just remembered when war is like, yeah, and I reconnected to my parents, you know? And so I finally got closure on that. Like, bitch, you killed them. <laughs> yeah, it, it Ward is a uh, a messed up character, but um I feel like everything in that scene with him, his brother, and his parents, like, it's just like, who's in the wrong? Literally everyone. Yeah, everyone sucks here. But if anyone's the most in the wrong, it's the parents. I mean, I was going to say Agent Ward uh, for what he does in his future, but, you know. I mean, in his no, past, I, I he was misguided. 
Yeah, like, I say the parents are the most in the wrong here because it's their fault the kids ended up that way. Or were, well, no, it's their fault the kids were even set on that path in the first place. Yeah. Hell, um, this entire thing wouldn't happen if Grant Ward was not in that, um, prison. For real. I think it's like um, in a holding cell. I love cell. seeing... I, I also really love seeing uh, Glenn Talbot this season. I actually, I actually think I like Glenn, uh, Glenn like uh, General Glenn Talbot a lot more this season than I did in season one. Wait, was he in season one? Yes, he was. And like, it almost Shit. seems like this season, over time, he starts like starting to work with Coulson more instead of trying to be against him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad and he wasn't that's, one of our casualties really... this season. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I don't know if he dies. Actually, I probably do because I wrote down his character entry on like a sheet. Um, but I actually can't remember what I put for his status. <laughs> I mean, it, he could die. He just didn't die here. Which it honestly yeah. seemed um, like he was... Um, I was honestly thinking, like, the way this season was going, he would. Yeah, and I also do know that in season three, he'll found a new government agency. That's called SWORD, right? And that'll lead... No. Oh. Okay, I'm interested now. Yeah, and that new government agency will have some conflicts with S.H.I.E.L.D., but will eventually also be working together. So basically, Shield is gaining its connections like it it used to. Yeah, and, and I, I I really enjoy it. And uh, um, will we I, see I think more of Nick Fury. I can't remember. Honestly, couldn't tell you. So something that um so before the helicraft uh, helicraft carrier carrier is revealed, he gives it. That box, what is it called? Fury's Toolbox? To, um, yep. the asshole. I forgot his name. I sh- can, the can, asshole? Um, the leader of New Shield. Uh, what was his name again? Phil Coulson? Uh, no, wait, okay, sorry. You, you said Fury, and then you said he, without ever introducing Coulson into the conversation. Gonzalez is Gonzalez, who you're talking thank you. about. So, uh, Coulson um, gave Fury's toolbox to Gonzalez. And then he uh, Coulson said something like, um, he, you know, you can have that until Fury gets back. <laughs> yeah. Did Fury have oh, that toolbox in um, the... Avengers uh, movie, the um, what was it? I don't rec- I don't recall seeing it. No. Hmm. Um, something I did find interesting though hmm. is that it's made out of vibranium, and uh, in particular, that's what I was say. yeah, I I I don't recall him having it or whether uh, whether or not he had it. Um, but 
See, something that I find particularly interesting is that the, the toolbox is made of vibranium. I can't remember who did it. I actually think it might have been Mac. Someone created a vibranium detector. And that has really weird repercussions on the MCU as a whole. Hmm. Because, like, this vibranium detector, to my knowledge, is never referenced again. But then in a later movie, it's a really big deal when someone creates a vibranium detector. Someone else. Huh. That's weird. I mean, I guess yeah, he was I just mean, using... I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. right now is known for its secrets, so... I get that. Yeah, and, like, he works for two S.H.I.E.L.D.s at this point in time, so... I can um, understand why he hasn't enlightened any one of his discoveries. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And also, at this time... Um, I, it, bleh, I, it might be slight spoilers, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Also, at this time, people still don't really know much about Wakanda. They don't know that Wakanda has a massive amount of vibranium, and they still see Wakanda as a third-world country. So there's that. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um. Very. So, about... Um, Age of Ultron, because I don't know if Fury had his toolbox, but I do know if he had his toolbox, I know exactly the scene he would have used it. And now I'm itching to go, like, re-watch the episode, the movie. I just love the tie-in, how, like, revealing how... Fury actually got the helicarrier in the first place because, like, it just makes no sense without Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really, because S.H.I.E.L.D. had three helicarriers total because uh, these things were very expensive to build, mm -hmm. like, both in time and money. They are very, very expensive, and they had three of them at the time of Captain America the Winter Soldier, and they were all destroyed. I love property damage. So, like, to have one pop up in Age of Ultron with not really much of an explanation is kind of weird, but a lot of people just kind of forget about it. I mean, it's Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also love that, like, Reyna literally foreshadows the plot of Age of Ultron um, before the Age of Ultron movie even happens. Hmm. It's a shame that she died. Yeah. Just, I also love that her death is what um, reveals to Skye that her mother is nuts. Daisy, whatever. I mean, um, yeah. throughout the rest of the show, I'm pretty sure pretty sure I'll, throughout the rest of the show, there's only going to be a very occasional times when people use the name Sky. I mean, her mom... What did she... Why did you say mom? Anyway, her mom is kind of a dick. 
she's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, but also I, a dick. And I had a very long... Yeah, I, and last night I also had a very long discussion with somebody about how Ward is neither psychotic nor a psychopath. He's also not a narcissist, nor is he a sociopath. He is something that is referred to as Machiavellian. Um, mm, I love these um, scientific words I can never pronounce. To be fair, um, Machiavellia, bleh, Machiavelli was a person's name. But um, I, I'm going to start up my computer just so I can search the thing that uh, oh okay um, that describes it. How I didn't even know my computer was shut down. That's weird. Weird. Wait, how long? How long does your computer take to turn on? Not long. It, it, it's like actively. I, I can enter in my password now. That's cool. Got my Mac. Uh, the Mac I occasionally use has a disk drive. Um, it just takes like bloody forever to actually turn on. Yeah, um, the computer that I, that I actually record on takes like fucking ages. Uh, why do you still record on it? Cause um, better storage, really. Oh uh, yeah. And we are doing um, these... I mean, we're almost to an hour in this um, episode. Yeah. But, I mean... It, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a lot of content there. Definitely. Uh, almost a, a bit, it almost feels like a bit too much content. A bit too much content at times. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just feel like they can trim off a few episodes. Especially in season one. Season two was pretty okay, but I'll admit. I should maybe cut off some of the silence, but, uh... I mean, okay. I'm just really interested in um, hearing more about this. Yeah, I'm trying to find the, like, actual breakdown. Okay, Machiavellianism is a personality trait that denotes cunningness, the ability to be manipulative, and the drive to use whatever means necessary to gain power. Hmm. Does that not describe Ward to a T? Definitely. Though it almost seems like um, there's some other things with him as well. Like, 500 things. Well, I mean, at least some of it probably had has to do with trauma from his abuse as a child, both from his parents and from his brother and from John Garrett. 
what is it? Um, we are we are our own demons. Hmm. But yeah, um, I don't really think I have much more to say. Do you? Uh, no, really. Um, it almost seems like we covered this entire season to a T. Yeah. Um. So there, bottom line, there is something I mo- haven't. Most of the season's about. good. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Go ahead, then. Because I, I just remembered, I talked to it to you privately, but I actually want to talk to all of our dear viewers because, you know, how I feel about MCU as a whole. I honestly would say what we have covered in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, I like more right now than um, what's in and the MCU. The main line in the movies and junk? Yeah. Um, there's just some thrill with, you know, the science coming from Fitz and Simmons. Um, just the raw action of just action coming from Agent May. <laughs> the leadership coming from uh, Coulson. Yeah, I just feel like it's all there, really. Yeah, and I I also really just love Sky or Daisy, whatever you want to call her. Um, I think I think she's such a such a strong character to have here because she's got so many different dimensions to her. She has like the fact that she was recruited into Shield for being an incredibly skilled hacker, and then on top of this. Developing her combat skills with Agent May, well, actually, previously Agent Ward, and then Agent May. Um, I like how and then there's... Agent Ward notices how she was being trained trained by Agent May. Yeah, that that's something. <laughs> uh, and then, like, also, there's the element of like how she doesn't know who her family is, and this. Most of this season is kind of about discovering that. I feel like that's probably the main plot. I, I, one Obviously, of the we still have to deal with said, Hydra. Sorry, one of the things that she said in season one is, uh, like, you know, she, not having a family, you know, she goes through all these scenarios, so whatever the truth is can't possibly be worse than what she's imagined. I wonder if that would still hold true after think, everything. I don't think that still holds true. I think she even says that doesn't hold true anymore in this season. <laughs> but yeah, um, she discovers her family, finds out her real name, and uh, hell, finds out her birthday. And like... I don't know if it got you the way it got me, but that emotional moment when she actually finds out how old she is. That is an interesting moment. She's a lot older than I thought she was. (laughs) Or I wouldn't say a lot older, but a little bit older. I mean, She's older than me. <laughs> yeah. It was a no-brainer she was older than me, but... 
Yeah, because you're like five. No, you're like five. If I'm like five, that makes you probably not even a fetus. <laughs> it makes me non-existent. Oh, I wish it be but non-existent. Yeah, um, <sighs> I, I, I love like the multiple dimensions to, to her character. Um, I almost feel like we need to explore the backstory of certain other characters. And I know we do kind of explore May a bit more in season three. But like I want to see more of Simmons. like I, I I was about to say that. Like I, I was saying that like I want to explore more of like Fitz and Simmons backstory. Uh Colson I'm very interested in. because uh, like we know he had a girlfriend before um his death in the Avengers and he never got the chance to see her again. You know, I would, it, it, it's kind of depressing. I would actually. It's kind of depressing too. Hmm. I would love to see because, um, like, like Fitz and Simmons' uh, college days, or I guess uh, training of Shield days. I mean, it's basically. Like I love college. that there were a couple. I love that um, Mac and I think it was Hunter had a bet uh, going between the two of them over whether or not. Uh, Sky attended Shield Academy. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, um, so back to Coulson. It, it is kind of depressing that like he never got to see his girlfriend again because of what Loki did. Um, and like going back and looking at the Avengers, like rewatching that movie, you notice other things you notice pepper and tony talking to colson about her and like like tony literally promises colson that after this is all over he will like actually fly her out to portland because that's where she lives so that he can go see her and like then he dies wait which portland oregon nice I mean, I fit like I figured you probably should have known that because his girlfriend appeared in season one. I forgot it was season one. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then like we also learned that Colson grew up in Wisconsin. We learned that this season, so that's something I want more. Avery wants more, more plot details more um relevant I stuff. just want more Colson. More Colson. I just want more Colson. <laughs> yeah, like and like I'm glad that even though Agents of Shield is over, um there've still been times where we've gotten Colson again. Um particularly there was like Captain Marvel cuz like that movie takes place in the past. So we have a younger Fury and a younger Coulson. So that I was really nice to see. I'm in a younger Fury. Yeah, a younger Fury who still has both of his eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> I 
So, um, we are about to end it before we talked about everything else in this show. Yeah, so I guess we can probably just end it now. Um, so, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts here? My thoughts, it, my ending thoughts is this is a really good show that honestly at some parts feels like it's going on a little bit too long. But oh. I don't even necessarily, I don't, I, sorry, I don't necessarily feel that it goes on too long. I just feel like one plot point wasn't executed the best, and that's really my only problem. I'm only saying at certain points, you know, not overall, but just there's just some thoughts like, man, this is long. Um, so overall, I honestly have to say this is definitely a 8.5 show. Or season. I'm giving this uh, 8.0. Hmm. I, I, I do love this, but, like, I don't know. Um, I think that how much the uh, other S.H.I.E.L.D. characters annoyed me definitely takes a lot away. Okay. But yeah, uh, that's everything. So join us next week for our free movie of the month for March, Doctor Strange. Um, well, our free movie of the month isn't Doctor Strange. It's like we're doing that movie and Doctor Strange, whatever that movie ends up being. Okay. Well, we'll have to see. And um, you can join us next month for Agent Carter Season 2 and in two months for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3. But with all that being said, I've been Avery, that's been Lily, and we will be seeing you.